Welcome to the Art Chatter Podcast, a fortnightly window into the working lives of two artists, Karen George and Gaynor Leverett-Jakes. Join us for our chats as we mix up friendship and art and inspiration for artists and art lovers alike. Welcome along to episode 18 where Gaynor and I are going to be chatting about what influences our work. But first of all, we're going to let you know what we've been up to in the studio. Afternoon, Gaynor. Hi, Karen. How are you doing? I'm doing all right. Yeah, well, actually, yeah. I'm doing really well. The sun's shining. I'm in the studio. Mocks are yeah. finished, so I'm not a taxi service. Fantastic. And uh, all's good in the world. What about that you? sounds pretty good. That sounds nice. Yeah, I've been doing a lot of dog walking this week because the sun's been shining, like you say. And so little Miss Zigzag has been getting plenty more sunshine and exercise. So I saw yeah. those photos you sent through of your walk. Looks oh, gorgeous. Beautiful. I know. Wiltshire's such a pretty county. really is. And that's just the pictures I sent to you just across the road from us. So, yeah, I can't complain at all can't complain so my studio time has been a little bit less interesting than yours what have you been up to well I've been revisiting some boards I started before Christmas yeah and but you know what it's like you start (laughs) you you start sort of um I suppose changing them adding a bit of paint here a bit of paint there and I've been rubbing paint off right and I've got three on the go and one is just evolving before my eyes. In a good way? Um, yeah, it's not too bad. It's sort of so-so. There's bits that I, that I definitely want to change. It's all very bright at the moment, all green, green, Ooh, blue, quite vibrant. Mm. So I want to mute that, you know, mute that back you a bit. Tone it down. Tone it yeah. down. And I've got one where I've been taking off paint and it's just, I've just got to check the surface of that one because it's all a bit deteriorated and I've I don't know if it's I've just rubbed off so much I'm seeing bits from below or or I've actually got back to the board. I'm not sure. So I'm going to sort of leave that one to dry thoroughly. But the other one I'm really happy with. It's really loose and That's it's quite good. muted. So I'm really pleased. So yeah, one and a half out of three is not bad for a day's work. So you're working it? on three? I'm working on, well, uh, yeah, I was working on, I think, five. Mm. But the other one... Uh, mm. It started one way up and I've changed that <laughs> round the other way because I kept on painting the same before. thing. Oh. It, do you ever do that? In terms of you, you know, I sort of added bits to, well, so I, I don't know, to soften the sky. It looked just very too stormy. Stormy. Yeah. I wanted it less so. And every time I was then wiping it back off again. Now, it just didn't work. So I just turned it the other way up. And it's starting to come together. It's funny, isn't it? Oh, that's good. Isn't it really? Yeah, you just never know. Yeah. Full of surprises. I know. Full of surprises. So we are this week talking about what's influencing us. I know, because last year you did the 
Nicholas Wilton um, course, didn't you? Yeah, CVP, which stands for, because I've just double-checked, the Creative Visionary Programme. And when this podcast goes out, you will have... Have you decided to do it again? Or yeah, I am going to do it again. I think when this podcast goes out, it'll be, I think, the free workshop that Nicholas Wilton offers before. Um, so if you're interested in that, if you have a look at Art to Life, Art to Number, Numerical, and Life... Um, because, yeah, he offers a free workshop for everybody to have a taster of what the actual full workshop is, is all about. Um, and it was 12 weeks, quite intensive. Um, That's the full one? Yeah, the full one is 12 weeks. The free one is just a week. And I am signing up again because he actually offers alumni um, quite a good deal on a second and third year. And when I say quite a good deal, I mean a really amazing deal. So um, although it's expensive... I felt it really had a major impact on my work last year. You're not kidding. It was really <laughs> obvious when we did the... I mean, I noticed the difference even between when we did our Take Two exhibition in September. Yeah. And then we did another um, event in December. Mm. And the difference in your work even between those two yeah, was amazing. I mean, I walked in to the December one and it just blew me away Absolutely. Absolutely well, stunning. Kind. It just, you. you know, I just looked at it and thought, wow. You know, it really just sort of, you know, just smacked yeah. me around the sort of cheeks, you know. Yeah, that's what I tend to do. <laughs> <laughs> slap, slap, slap. Because <laughs> with, the, with the take two one, you could, I think it was almost you were in transition mm. because you had some of your more floral abstracts. Yeah. And then you had proper at what I call proper abstracts, full-on yeah, full full abstracts, um, yeah. which were very much a feeling or an, you know something you were expressing. But the ones yeah. in December, they were all just, you know, oh, it worked as a you. body of work completely, didn't it? Yeah, that was how I felt, is that um, I was... I gave my t- myself time and space in the 12-week programme to actually experiment with things that do express my emotions. Whereas before, I think there's an element of people-pleasing in my previous work with the florals and when I've done Art to Life and the um, the abstracts that I've, I'm going with now, which is where my work, I've wanted to take it for a long time. Um, but working in oils, I didn't feel I could do it quickly enough because obviously the amount of time it takes to dry was the biggest barrier, nothing else really. But with Art to Life, sorry, I'm getting a bit serious here. With Art to Life, I experimented with different mediums and it really had a major impact in the way I could take my work as well, kind of the depth and the textures and, you know, the colour mixture. Even though I mix in a very similar way than I did to working with oils... The way I could work with the with the medium really speeded the whole process up and gave me that freedom to express. And so, yeah, I've absolutely loved that. And like you, I work on several panels at a time and it's just fun. Oh, my God, I had so much fun with it. And that's, I think, that taught me a lot about just going for it, having fun. And everything is correctable. So you know how you were saying about, you know, sanding back to virtually the board um but that doesn't phase me anymore 
And I know it doesn't oh, no, phase you, not, but it yeah. would have phased me previously. Yeah, I mean, I I don't see anything that's gone wrong yeah. on the yeah. on the paintings that I'm doing. It's yeah, you know, I just know I just I suppose I'm quite comfortable that the painting is actually a journey. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's all the all about the process and, you know, you can have days in the studio and nothing goes right. Yeah, totally. And 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 that's only a measure in terms of what you were maybe trying to achieve or hoping to the outcome to be. But it doesn't mean the next day that it's going to suddenly all come together no, absolutely. with just a small tweak. You know, so it's I don't know. Yeah. I think um, previously, like you, I like you're just saying then, I think I was outcome based when I was painting before kind of trying to get things done in the right way for the right time you know kind of all those deadline setting whereas now I'm painting for painting and enjoying it and that is a different concept um but I love it courses are a bit like that though they give you a real injection don't yeah. they in terms of making you re rethink not rethink but get re energized mm. i know that i did the 100 day project last year and that when this goes out has just started oh my god now talk about impact yeah i mean i started i did i've never done the 100 day project before mm. and it was only because it was not well not yeah it was locked down mm. again that i thought oh i'll give that a go mm. you know why not you know so i chose to do last year for those that you don't know i did the 10 by 10 centimeter collages Mm. So I did 50 in colour and then 50 in black and white. And I based them on landscapes because that's what I do, landscapes and seascapes. And during the process, I found that I really enjoyed the mark making to make the collage materials and found that that crept into my work in terms of the lower layers and deciding how much I wanted to reveal. Mm. You know, so it was almost like a going quite wild with pattern and, um, yeah, pattern and mark making on the painting and then deciding which bits I wanted to have glimpses through to. Yeah. Rather than it being abstract, abstract, there was, I suppose, there was that visual pattern, abstract nature to the work. Yeah. So I loved doing that. And that really, totally unexpected Mm. influence. Yeah. So I'm going to do it again this year. Though I haven't, I'm sort of tossing up about what to do because I don't, I don't want to do a landscape a day. Yeah, you know, another collage. It was a day. quite onerous last year in the end, wasn't it? By the, the end of it. Yeah, I mean, I I was determined to do it, and I was glad I yeah, did. Yeah, it's lovely. And you know, having that body of work, which was that was unexpected mm. as well, because you know I had them all joined together, um, joined together. I collated them yeah. to make um, work, and then. This year, I'm not so sure. I may explore different acrylic mediums. Ooh. Because when I was at Gina Belford's course, mm. she had some, I think, modelling paste or something like that. Yeah. And I suddenly realised that, actually, I use matte medium mm. and I use a, a, you know, a sort of a more fluid one and then I use a sort of thicker mm. one to actually mix with the paint and then apply onto the canvas. 
but I haven't really. And you, I, I don't know if it's like anything. You get, I get stuck. Or, you know, you think, oh, I'm quite happy using those two things, yeah. but I've not really ever experimented with the other bits. So, I may use the hundred day project to experiment with different mediums. Explore, yeah, explore different yeah. ones. But, but maybe doing landscapes, but maybe keep it quite small again. But just maybe have mm. maybe a few doing glazing, and then maybe a few using more impasto yeah and that's that's one of the reasons i found the transition over to acrylic so easy i think is because using the different mediums to butter up as so to speak to make it feel like butter or to liquefy you know the the, um oh i can't even think the liquitex do this brilliant one that's that's it doesn't dilute the colour but it dilutes the texture so it goes quite watery in texture but the colour's still nice and strong um is that like a flow 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 medium right and that was really great fun to work with but oh my god it was sticky it took days to dry and I wasn't expecting that it's like oh no but the effect it achieved was brilliant but it really threw me I was like oh no I wanted you to dry um but yeah that that was quite good fun but yeah I mean Talking about the 100-day project, which I may do this year. I started it last year and did about 30 days, I think. Maybe a bit more. Um, and I was giving myself a challenge to do um, floral sketches in a sketchbook. So I was trying to get back into sketchbook work every day. And I was also doing CVP at the same time. So it became a little bit of a... My head was in one place and then in a different one. So this year, if I do do it, I'll do it in tandem with CVP, I think. So whatever I'm working on there, I think I'll adopt and take it, whether it's mark making or colours. One of I think I'll choose a subject from one of the modules and mm-hmm. really explore that subject maybe for two or three weeks at a time. Um so that it sits in and doesn't become a separate thing where it kind of splits my mind in two. One of the things I really... But I know, let's face it, my mind is already all over the place as it is. I'm, as my husband says, a butterfly. We know this. Um, but one of the things I really liked about the 100-day project from my perspective watching you um, was the fact that it really you really engaged with it to a point where you loved it. You took your pieces and curated them into different, you know, framed several together. Um, You had several working really well and you you combined them in different ways and you had little framed images and large framed ones. And it was really interesting at exhibitions because it gave you a massive talking point which I think engaged not only you, but also the visitors to any exhibitions. And that was really interesting to watch because you were so animated talking about this little project that you did that didn't mean anything to anybody else. But by the time they finished, it did. And they were like, oh my goodness, we'll have to look out for that. That's amazing. And they really got the story of your work. And when you picked up a collage, a small little 10 by 10, and you took it over and you said, look, this is translated into my work, they got it. 
and it really did enhance you know you know when people say oh when you're you know when people are looking at your work they need to understand the story or you need to take them on a journey with the story that you've got about them you did it naturally and that was really engaging and it was lovely to see it was really interesting to watch so yeah so from my point of view watching you do the 100 day project I can see why you'd want to do it again because it was lovely and actually can we just explain to the listeners a little bit about what the 100 day project is because is it just for artists no um I think from what I understand because I'm a a relatively new person to do with this only did it last year it's encouraging people to do something creative every day for 100 days so it could be you write poetry it could be you play a guitar it could be that you um, and dance you know you paint you dance Hmm. or whatever but to do something every day for 100 days and it doesn't mean that you've got to do a particular Mm -hmm. project or something you're investigating but I suppose as artists we like to maybe have a thread between the different things we're doing it might be you're just doing a sketch a day or you know filling a sketchbook up or you know sticking a bit of collage on yeah. a bit of paper a day uh, you know a bit you know stick a bit of paper on a on a in a sketchbook and just build up a composition that way i think last year one of the artists i can't remember which one it was actually did one brush stroke a day on one That's piece my kind of thing and that was <laughs> <laughs> and it was really interesting how it how it evolved mm. and uh really really fascinating to see you know that you had the limitation of one brush stroke mm. and it could be or, or one mark i should say rather yeah. than one brush stroke so you could have a scribble or you could have you know a big broad sort of palette knife sp- mm. smear of paint or whatever but really interesting if people want to see mm, it thinking which about- hashtag would they go to i think it's I think it's at the 100-day project. Okay. Or it might be do the 100... Oh, no, no, it's at do the 100-day project and then it's a hashtag of um, 100-day project, I think, or the 100-day project. Yeah, so if you want to see what other people have done previously, um, have a little look at those two hashtags, the the hashtag or the... um, there's lots of variations yeah. on the theme. You'll mm. see some people have categorised it under different yeah. hashtags, but they're all quite similar, but you'll get a, a mix of the mm. sort of thing that's being shown. I just think it's so lovely. It really is just a, a, you know, it's free to do. It's easy to do because you choose your own project. You choose how you do it and how you make it doable as well. Because that's the thing, if you take on something that's just too big... You know, it's just a little thing every day. I think it's lovely. It is. I mean, thinking about Instagram itself, I mean, it's always a source of inspiration, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, this is what the 100-day project's on. Mm. But are there... I mean, do you ever get influenced by any of the artists that you see on Instagram? Very much so. I think... I mean, I don't work in any way like her, but there is an artist I love called Laurie Mirabelli. I think that's how you pronounce her name, Um, but I'll put the link in again. Um, She's prolific. Everything is... Well, actually, I think she has some small pieces as well, but it's the big work that really inspires me. 
And she just goes for it. She makes marks. She's got lots of things on YouTube as well that she, where she shows people how she works. And she, she'll take massive paint brushing, you know, not decorators' paint brushes, massive ones, and just like slurp the paint all over and really get some emotion into it and movement. It's that movement. I love it. And then she'll have little tiny details as well. And that's something that I'd like to explore is that, I mean, I've done a little bit of it, the massive broad strokes with the tiny detail kind of sitting in there for you to see when you get closer. Um, so, yeah, that's she definitely influences me. She's massive. I mean, I've not done anything even remotely similar to her work because that's pastiche, isn't it? Um, but the way she works with a big paintbrush, that's something I'd like to explore from that, that aspect. Yeah, I, I'm quite careful. I sort of see things mm. that I like, but I tend to get more in terms of my own work tend to be more influenced by the tools yes. that are being used in the yeah. color palette um or it might be um i don't know someone's maybe sharing a a technique or something in mm. their own work and they might do flowers and then you think oh well maybe i could maybe that is you know something that could move across into landscapes i don't mm. know yeah and explore it but explore it in your own way rather than, yeah, copy. You know, no, I don't want to copy exactly. anybody's work. It just defeats yeah. the object of painting, really, yeah. doesn't it? I mean, I just think of sort of, oh, you see what other artists... I mean, I'm influenced in terms of seeing how artists take time out to get yes. inspired. Like David Mankin, you see he does often does sort of grid of yeah. nine of the things that he's seen on the way to yeah. the studio. And so it might be for him. It's sort of all shapes mm. and you know, odd you know, different com compositions mm. of shapes that he's seeing as he's walking along. Yeah. You know, if I did a walk, it would be sort of skies and um, I don't know silhouettes of trees and things. You know, that seeing how different pattern in that respect, but it wouldn't be the same as you know David Mankin. Yeah, totally different. In the influence being that you're actually taking notice yeah. of things. So the influence for me would be make sure you take notice yeah. of things. I mean, I was I was sitting in the car the other day, and I will post this on Instagram at some point. But I was just waiting for my daughter, and <laughs> I looked in. I looked in um, just out the front of the car, and the car parked in front of me. There was a reflection of the sky behind oh, me wow. in the boot of the car, and so I took a photograph, and I thought, now that. I love yeah. that. <laughs> you know, just, and I thought, you've just got to be observant. Yeah. You've just got to notice. Keep your eyes it, that's open. That's the influence, isn't it? Taking notice. It is. Yeah. There's another um, artist who I really like who's relatively local. Um, I think she, show, she was in the show in Bath a couple of years ago, Bron Jones. And she's mm -hmm. a lovely, really lovely Welsh lady. And the her abstract landscapes really inspire me mainly because she is so proud of the mountains and the glens that surround her um it really that influences me because I keep thinking she's taking from what she knows and what she loves um and that's so that's something she influences me not that I would draw the Welsh hills but that I can see where she's taking her 
love and putting it on paper and canvas and everything else. And her joy is quite influencing. You know, it's one of those things that you think it rubs off on everybody. It really does because she's obviously loving life. And that's, you know, that's quite inspiring, I think, that she takes so much joy in her work and shares it. I think, I think that joy, that enjoying what you do is really a good yeah. good thing to actually be influenced yeah. by. I mean, you see people running courses and, you know, you're maybe attracted to it because they're enthusiastic about what yeah. they do. Yeah. So have you taken any that have really kind of influenced what you're doing now? Because I know that you're part of a Friday art group and you do other things. So has any of that influenced your work? Um, not in terms of my acrylic painting landscapes mm. wise um i suppose in terms of just i suppose in terms of just trying to think you know learning yeah. other things keeping myself open to different ideas it's the friday class i go i go to a, a group on a friday and it's you know you're following maybe looking at portraits or you might be looking at still life or and a lot of it is just keeping your hand in in terms of observation learning how to think about tone and composition Mm. and all that so all that side of it does it definitely does yeah because it's a it's because it's a Mm. reminder of what you're doing and what you're doing right or wrong um i have to say i haven't been on an awful lot of courses no i've i've done the i did the nicholas wilton one last year and i do the louise fletcher find your joy one you know the free one there because I I like their approaches but my work is very different but I haven't been to an actual course where I'm actually taught by another artist I must admit I used to be in the before times um I explored going to live drawing again with an artist at um, Bath Artist Studios oh I like going to those sort of classes but what I mean is I don't go to class that's about painting landscapes no no, because, but I think, like you say, the other type of work feeds in, like you mm. say, with perspective and tones and all those things that we learn. It all feeds into our, yeah. Body, you know, our body yeah. of knowledge. I well, I think it, just, it becomes more natural to us as well. You know, just working the way you do it, it becomes a habit rather than having to think about all. Well, you know, how do I do this and how does it work? And, and But there's always that thing to get full back on where you've got the structure. You know, Felicity Bowers, who I went to her class probably only a half a dozen times, to be honest, because, you know, time ran away. Um, but that was really interesting because, you know, every week I'd stand in a different place and see different perspective and different angles. And, and then does lend itself into abstract and that sounds ridiculous because there's such different mediums diff- different styles I, I suppose the one thing that I have picked up from my class I mean there's loads of things she, the tutor's fantastic um she doesn't um it's not you know you put your <laughs> paint in this you know, this color yeah. up here it's everyone's got Absolutely. their own style and she's just supporting yeah. those styles um but the one thing that I've I so I'm always reminded of is looking at negative shapes. Yes. So in terms of if you're doing a, a still life, you're mm. looking at the gap between the 
mug handle and the vase mm. or and indeed if you're looking at trees and things like that or hedgerows you could look at the yeah. negative shapes and I did quite a lot of that the first yes. lockdown sort of looking at mm. the gaps rather than the actual thing itself and that I think then fed into the collage. Yeah, it's interesting how things do lead on, even though you don't at the time see the influence, you can reflect back and see it. Yeah, I think that's something that sort of seems to be a thread going along. I mean, have there been any influences that you've wished you hadn't seen or tried? Oh, gosh, good question. Hmm. Because I'll let you think. Yeah, you're going to say. I'm just sat in my studio and I can see that I've got some, I tried to make some stencils. Mm. This is when I was doing, um, exploring hedgerows and the patterns of hedgerows and shadow patterns. And I wanted to try and get those shapes. And so I saw something Mm. on Instagram or it might have been a YouTube or something about making your own stencils using a glue gun to make the stencil. (laughs) And so I got... It's got disaster written all over it. That is really (laughs) clever. I thought, oh, the lady did it. Totally not what I would do. It's sort of... She was doing sort of... It's quite pretty, making quite a pretty sort of pattern and overlaying different patterns. But I was thinking, oh, if I did that, I could make... I could almost trace my my hedgerow shadows with the glue gun and then I could use that as a stencil. So, massive disaster <laughs> just glue got everywhere and and I think I used them once trying it out and it was just really, really? awful really dreadful you see, I'm not yeah, surprised yeah, if that had been me I would have been because having used a glue gun previously I know what a mess I get into but you're such a precise and neat person I thought it would have gone well but me I'd have stuck myself to the paper. I know that. Maybe it's because I didn't give it long enough to give it a go. I was after instant (laughs) results. I don't know. (laughs) But I thought, I mean, you know, sometimes you struggle, you're not struggling, you you work through Mm. things, don't you? And you think you can see an end. But I thought, actually, this is not doing what I wanted to do. No. This is, I could try and make another stencil. Uh. But I wasn't getting what I wanted. I wanted it quite sort of, fluid and um you know quite you know just like the shadow and it just looked manufactured yeah. and sort of yeah you know that was a bit of a disaster so you know when you're when you're sort of seeing different tools being used you know yes explore yeah. them with but, caution you know it doesn't mean but it doesn't mean you've got to carry on with them i got <laughs> talking of tools and being influenced by other people I got, um, for my birthday from my brother and sister, because it's what I asked for, a sander, a little electric sander. I love it. I love it. It's great. I like, oh, I don't like that. So I'll just go, and it's gone. And it feels like I can shave everything back if I've done something disastrous. Or I can play to make different shapes with it because it's got a pointy end. And I kind of go, oh, there you go. Oh. And it's quite nice. Um, and I do the sound effects as well. So I do. And the other thing that I got, which I love, which I think I've mentioned before, is my car polisher. Oh, my goodness. I love it. That's for when I put on the final, um, I use cold wax at the top, on the, on the top layer. 
of a painting. I didn't know you had a car polisher for your paintings. Yeah, I got a car polisher. It's brilliant. Um, and you put the thing flat. Oh, honestly, Karen, you've got to try this thing. And it's just about um, <laughs> a hand span width. My hand is... Yeah. I can't do measurements. 12, cen- 10 centimetres? I don't know. You tell me how big that hand is. <sighs> Whatever. Or just look yeah, at your, look own your own hand. An adult that. hand span. Not if you're a giant. That's bigger. <laughs> that's too big. Um, and car polisher. Put the buffing thing on it. Plug it in. Down two handles, and just it goes, and it's brilliant, and it makes it all buffy. Because I was buffing them up with a nice polisher hand, you know, just a, a cloth. Yeah. Oh my god! When you've got a piece of work that's. 120 centimetres by 120 centimetres. That takes not only forever, but it's never satisfactory. This, this beast. Oh, it is very satisfying. So that's that's your recommendation, yeah. is it? Not on commission. <laughs> that's my recommendation. No. But I saw that on Instagram. So that's an influence that I absolutely love. Yes, it's a very good one. <laughs> not very expensive, about 20 quid. Yeah, I keep on thinking sort of... Um, by the end of your career as an artist, you'll have a shed full of tools. It'll look more like a, you know, proper shed. Oh, my walks in and he said, he knew what the sander was because I said to him, can I, can I borrow our sander and use it? And he was, no. I said, why not? He said, because you break everything. No. <laughs> Which he was like, you can try it once, but don't kill it. I said, like, okay. And then I tried it and I thought, yeah, I like this. And then I wanted it for myself because... I knew that he used it for different mm. things. So, yes, that's what I got for my birthday. But, yeah, I, I have basically got a whole tool section now going on. You, you know, if you think back, you know, in younger years, you did would never think that you would ask for a sander for your birthday. <laughs> in fact, if somebody had bought a sander for my birthday many moons ago, I think I would have taken it straight back to the shop and asked for something far more fancy. You'd think they're you'd think they're buying it for yeah. themselves, wouldn't yeah. you? But what's this? Thanks a million. Oh, thanks. You wanted a sander, and you gave it to me, so you can use it. Great. Yeah. I'm not using it for real things. I'm just using it for joy. That's the difference, isn't it? Yeah. Um, so, what else has influenced you? Anything? Anyone? Who do you follow that mm. you think? I wish I could paint like them. I'm rubbish with names. Oh, okay. And I can't even check on my phone because I'm I've got that and I'm yeah. looking at you while I'm Which is far to the better mic, than so any social media, obviously looking at I me. like I think I like the glazing I think it's Claire Wood. Does wonderfully glazed, you know, layers of um mm. paint. And so her work seems to have a real luminosity about oh, it, beautiful. which is really beautiful. And very much a style. Mm. It might be Claire something wood, you know, but it's... Anyway, I will let you know for the show notes. But it's the glazing that you really... Yeah, I, I love the depth that she gets through getting yeah. lots of layers, but you can see yeah. through them. Yeah. Um, that's what I, I really think, oh, that's beautiful. And it's on, on quite a large scale, so you mm. can actually... It's like a big sweep. Yeah. So that that is really quite beautiful. Um yeah, the, it's the it's the luminosity. I, I would, I, I'm really impressed with those. When you're looking for something, where do you go? Do you go to Instagram or do you go to Twitter or Pinterest or Facebook? Or? Look, look at looking yeah, for something. Yeah, you know, if you're looking for in terms of, I 
don't know. If you just think, oh, I could really do with inspiration, what's everybody else doing? Even if it's just kind of to watch what people do. Do you have a look? And don't do that, okay. no. Yeah. But yes. I've heard that Pinterest is good yeah. for that. Only because I've started Pinterest for, you know, an yeah. art account. So that, you know, it can build... I think it can build build um, sort of a lot more um, traffic to your website. And I sort of thought... And it's loads on yeah. there. I hadn't appreciated there was so much on there. Still only getting to grips with it. Yeah, you see, I think I've mentioned before... I've used it for a bathroom project or housing project, you know, or when we built my studio, I had a look on there for different mm-hmm. ideas and what other people had done. But it never occurred to me to do it for art until recently. Yeah, so mm. I think now I might look on Pinterest. Yeah. But I have to say that normally I'm more... I like seeing things in the flesh. Yeah. Yeah. Thing, you know, if I'm looking for a sofa, I'll look... Yeah. Yeah. walk around and have a look <laughs> or think or I will sort of dredge up sort of like what was the name of that sofa company <laughs> or um you know and and have a look yeah. online but it never occurred to me to actually look on um a, I suppose a social media platform which is what I thought yeah. it was but it's a little bit different to things like Instagram yeah, isn't it it is it is very different it's not comments it's, as such yeah is it? no it's it's really it's very visual which I suppose is why it lends itself to art um because, you know, visual. Um, mm. Yeah, so I quite often, I'll get lots of ideas and then filter through, like, you know, for bathroom and everything and think, oh, does that work? Um, and you do, you find some real treasures on there. So, yeah, I'll go with Pinterest. That's a good idea. Yeah. Good idea. Yeah, no, that's, that's yeah. worth doing. So what are you up to this week then? Anything else going on? Have you got any more studio time? I have. I've blocked out to come into the studio again tomorrow Ooh. where I'm going to tackle retackle these paintings again yeah well done sort of t- tone down the bright green <laughs> <laughs> keeps shouting at me does it I'm still here how, yeah it's too how much how green is it I'll show you Hold okay on. I'll describe it for lean, the listeners Let lean me to one side really green oh dear god it's awful no it's not um that's beautiful can you see what I mean? Yeah. Really green. It is really green, but it's... Oh, well, I like green. Yeah, I'm I'm in sort of... I, av- I avoided green for years and years and years, mm. and I have now started using it, but that is just taking it too far <laughs> for me. <laughs> I could have a whole painting just of green and be happy. In fact, I think I've still got um, a, a picture I did way back when, when I was mainly floral, semi, semi-abstract, in our living room. And it's um, a painting of Lily of the Valley, but there's probably about six flowers on there, which are, take up, I don't know, a third. I, know a ti- I yeah. think I got a postcard. Have you? It's got a tiny, tiny, tiny amount of white in it and all the rest of different shades of green. And I, I really still, I still love it. I still look back and think, I like you. I think we always have our favourites. Yeah, I'm sure do. there are favourite pieces of work yeah. that we like. That's a whole different conversation, isn't it? I know. Yeah. We'll do that one day. Okay. I'm sure we've done it before, have we? I'm sure we... It might have been a blog. Might have been yeah, it might have been a previous a life in a vlog or a blog. Yeah. Still art <laughs> chatty. You can still find us rabbiting on somewhere online on YouTube <laughs> or something. Anyway. Uh, yeah. So are you, are you in the studio as well? Or are you I have a on? Thursday full of studio. I'm really excited. Do you find that you have a pattern to each week? 
because mine yeah. mine does seem to be uh, Wednesday, Thursday, definitely in the studio, hopefully Tuesdays. Yeah. But then Mondays and Fridays, it's not studio time. I really, really, every Monday afternoon, plan for studio time. Never happens. Never. Well, that's... I used to plan, mm. but until I, I started planning, right, OK, I'm going to do an hour or two hours on a Monday, mm. can just about squeeze that in. And every week it was just not there. Yeah. So I thought, well, obviously my pattern isn't, Yeah. you know, doesn't work for me to have the Monday in the studio. Yeah, I have fallen into more of a pattern towards mid to late week. Um, yeah, so... But that might have something to do with the fact that we do a podcast recording. Oh, yeah, there is that. We also <laughs> we also have a, an accountability call we as do, well we to do. fit in at the start of the yeah. week, which makes you think about everything else you're doing as well. Yeah. If you're, if you're so, new to yeah. listening to us, I think we actually recorded one of our accountability calls uh, at the beginning of a podcast. And it's quite fun to listen to because we do. Actually, it does seem to keep us on track. And, it you does. know, even me turning up and saying, January isn't happening. <laughs> January's just not happening this year. Um, was, was also something that we all took in our stride. And, yeah, February happened, which is good. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's, let's hope for a good... good um, Last half of the month. Of, I know. Well, it will be, yeah. you know, then. Yeah. Um, and then we'll be getting going on this... We'll see how we, next time we speak. We should know what the um, hundred day project is going like. Yes, and see what we actually did do. Yeah, <laughs> what we committed to. Ooh, we, yeah, yeah, that'd be good. Yeah, but I'll share that when yeah, we get going. Be, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Okay, right, you are. Have a lovely, lovely, creative, happy, jolly week, everybody. I hope the sun's shining where you are. Yeah, and see you next week. Yeah, take care. lots of love. See you then. Bye. 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 Smoke and sail and work.